everyone, and welcome to another episode of Do I Still Love It? The podcast that reminds you that when pizza's on a bagel, you can have pizza anytime. Hell yeah, you can. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Marshall James. And I'm Laura Weiss. And every week, uh, Laura and I have a guest over to watch a movie or a TV show that we loved when we were kids to see whether or not we still love it now that we're grown-ups. And uh, our returning guest... This week is comedian actor Paul Dupree. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Wow. Yeah. Welcome back, Paul. Thank you for returning for the second in our Mighty Ducks trilogy of review movies. Reviewing them till we hate them. (laughs) Thank you for having me back. I told you I want to do them all. So this is, we're getting it. Let's get it. Yeah. So uh, earlier this year, we had you on to watch the first Mighty Ducks movie. Um, and uh, we were we were all pleasantly surprised that it was uh, that it held up pretty well. It was fantastic. It was it pretty was, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to uh, kind of emphasize what a hockey fanatic you are. Yeah, um, I've been playing hockey since the age of four, like four or five ish, um, in Los Angeles, and it all started from watching the first Mighty Ducks movie. Which is just rad. Which is just <laughs> what an origin story. So what an origin story. Yeah. And this is my favorite one yeah. that we're gonna watch. Oh, that we're nice. gonna watch right now. So uh on that note, what what do you remember the plot of D two roughly being about? Okay, I'm gonna try to keep it short and sweet. D two. So where we last left, um our boy Gordon Bombay, he got a tryout for the uh minor league hockey because the ducks did well. Uh-huh. Or what he did well as a coach. Now, he ends up getting hurt, um, like during tryouts or a game or something. He has to move back home, and he's super sad and bummed out. So Hans, who's always working, finesses a way to get him to be the coach of the junior Olympic team. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and Hans is our is our uh, magical best friend yeah, Wilson character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's our he's our bagger Vance. Yes. <laughs> Um, so just sharpening skates in my shed (laughs) (laughs) and then disappearing. Um, so now Gordon is the head of the junior Olympic team for Team USA. And who does he make up to be the majority of the team? The Ducks, or at least half of the original Ducks. And that's where we are. He's just going up against freaking Iceland. And oh, so, man, I imagine that Iceland is, like, hardcore. I mean, they, oh, my They have goodness. ice right in their name. Exactly. You know? So it's interesting that they make them go up against Iceland um, instead of, like, Russia, which I feel like is our... I feel like I had remembered them going up against Russia, but maybe it's just because I was inundated with anti-Russian propaganda <laughs> as a child. <laughs> so so just was Russia. every single villain in your mind was Russian. <laughs> or Nazis. They're all Nazis sure. or Russians. I can see that. Depending yeah. upon the time of that the story takes place. Yeah. Uh did did we ha- did we have like a Russians oh, I think maybe like Miracle on Ice, right? Yeah, so Miracle, the, Miracle yeah. USA versus uh versus the Soviets. Yeah, okay. You you mentioned that this was your favorite of the trilogy. What was it that you remember that stood out to you as being some of that, like, put it head and shoulders above the Mighty Ducks origin story? This one has the most black people, number one. <laughs> nice, nice. Great, yeah. Number two, they come to L.A. Uh-huh. Um, because the Junior Olympics are set in Los Angeles. Okay. Um, three, they have to come to, like, the inner city... To get some of the best players, or just to learn how to play the game um, at some point, 
no spoiler, but okay, yeah, it's just all these things, and I'm like, so f- this came out what ninety four, ninety four, ninety four. Yep. So I'm I'm really getting it going at this point. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so, so so set the stage for me timeline wise. So were you already playing hockey when D two came out, or was it D two that okay. got you into hockey? I think I saw D one. The first Ducks movie. <laughs> D1 in the common pilots. I saw D1, um, but I think I might have seen it late in the game because I think depending on how when uh, D2 came out, I started playing. So I could have started playing before or after the movie came out. Got it. But okay. yeah. Got it. So, uh, so this one like literally hit home. Yeah, this was like the first one was like, oh, hockey's cool. This one is like, oh wow, we let's get it. Yeah, let's go. Let's go play some hockey. So in <laughs> in ninety four, how old was Paul Dupree? Um, I was four or three. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So this. So and you. But you like you said, you started playing hockey at like four or five. So this. This is. This is it. Yeah. Look at us. Look at us figuring it out. Yeah. We we did the math. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Napkin math. All right. And so uh, here's I guess hoping that it holds up uh, as as your favorite. Um, oh, that would be depressing if it didn't. I can already tell you it does. Oh well, great. <laughs> Great. Well, won't you join us in finding out whether or not D2 is your favorite Mighty Ducks movie as we watch D2, The Mighty Ducks. The only thing tougher than turning losers into champions is doing it twice. Quack Attack is back, Jack! Are you ready to fly? The Mighty Ducks are back. Their game is as good as ever. Haven't you guys been training in the offseason? I know we forgot something. But they're adding some new players. And now, they're heading to California. For the World Championships. This year, the team to beat is Iceland. We'll see you on the ice. Iceland's bigger. Stronger. But if they want to go for the gold, they'll have to learn to become a team again. Move together! We came here as a team, and we're leaving here as a team. Right! Bring them on, we're ready! Emilio Estevez. Stand tall! Fly straight! USA! Walt Disney Home Video presents... D2, the Mighty Ducks are back. It's the most fun on ice since Cool Runnings. All right, and after going deep into overtime, uh, the Mighty Ducks have won it. And again. 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 <laughs> uh, so that was uh, D2, the Mighty Ducks. And uh, what's, uh, what's your initial impressions, Paul? Wow. Um, so initially, still loved it. <laughs> Holds up just as I thought. Still my favorite of the series. Um, but the ending kind of, for this is the first time that uh, victory, that final victory for the Ducks is, isn't as sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think we'll, we'll get around to why the victory doesn't feel as sweet. Um, 
So I think uh, it's an interesting place to start here is, so this is the second Mighty Ducks movie, and a majority of the ducks are back, although there are some notable ducks like missing. Like one of the two brothers, which is fascinating to me that they kept one but not mm-hmm. the other. Without without an explanation why. Yeah. Like we, so the, the Hall brothers, who are essentially the athletic heart of the team in the first mm-hmm. one, because they're the only ones with any actual hockey skill. All the other kids have to learn how to play hockey. They're black. Right. <laughs> and they're also the two black kids on the team, and, and they're like the the star athletes, and at the beginning of this movie, we have a montage where they get the ducks together, and we find Jesse Hall, but his brother is nowhere to be seen, and there could have easily been a, you know, hey, Jesse, where's your brother? Oh, he's a, you know... Uh, he broke his leg. Yeah. You know, we could have just He's seen his camp. brother. We could have just seen his camp. brother in a in a cast or something. Mm-hmm. Something that puts him beyond yeah. being able to play in the game. Nothing. Nothing. Pretended like he never existed. <laughs> yeah. Half the team. Yeah. Or yeah. No. That that's the thing. There was never any like remorse that half the team was missing. Yeah. Or Charlie's mom. Okay. Yeah. So Charlie <laughs> is in it. Charlie, our lovable scamp who's not very good at the Played game. Played by Joshua Jackson, which I realized he looked mm-hmm. nothing, 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 nothing like Joshua Jackson in the first one. And then my, my brain took it a little bit. And then it was all like, oh, we watched Ben Dawson's Creek. And then I had to play catch up and realize that it was Pacey. And I never in a million years would have looked at that like 12-year-old kid and realized it was Pacey. Wow. Like that doesn't usually happen. Yeah. It was actually really fascinating. Paul, you were telling me that you watched Dawson's Creek in yeah. part because Charlie's in it. I watched like a couple <laughs> of episodes of Dawson's Creek because Charlie Conway, Joshua Jackson, was in it. I did not know his name was Pacey. That's how little yeah. I watched. I was also like, Honestly, I, don't know. I didn't really watch it either, but it was such a touchstone of mm-hmm. like high school mm-hmm. that all, everyone else watched it. Amazing so theme I just song. knew it was Pacey and Dawson. <laughs> Yeah, I think the only thing I knew uh, yeah, about it... Yeah, of course, the best theme yeah. song. I don't want to wait. Top 10. For our lives to be over. Top 10 Some sitcom Pollicles. theme songs. And, uh, soft rock. Yeah. So so we get the ducks together, and um, and then we're introduced to the five all-stars from around <laughs> the country who will be joining them, and uh, they all become feature players of the, of the team, Except. Except the one girl they put on the team. Who was actually, in my opinion, when they showed the kids off, the most talented one yeah, no in flaws. their role. No like, flaws. absolutely perfect goalie. And then it was like, oh, we've already got this shitty goalie over here. We're going to keep him. Yeah. Sorry. So let's, we won't bury the lead. The thing that made, me, <laughs> the, thing that made the, the victory... So bittersweet is the fact that uh, when these five new players are introduced, uh, there's uh, Benny the Jet Rodriguez is back Whoa. playing in, in a new back in a new movie and back in a new movie <laughs> Luis Mendoza yeah, Luis Mendoza yeah. and he's has much in common with Benny the Jet in that he is the fastest kid on the team, mm-hmm. uh, but his flaw is that he doesn't know how to stop. So his mm-hmm. character arc is he will figure out. How to stop, which and I think is did. just a basic skating move, but hey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you should have learned it the first couple of weeks of. Yeah. Of, that's amazing. I mean, it's a really weird actually. idea. It's like, it's like if there was like a team of uh, racers and this guy was like the fastest racer ever, but he doesn't know how to use the brakes. It's like, well, how did you learn to drive? Just thinking about it also, it's like 
there's so much of stopping in hockey to where you just kind of have to change directions all the time to where you have to like quick stop how is he on this team he's just fast <laughs> that doesn't make sense yeah like i'm i am i have very little skating skill myself but watching this that was one thing i was like i just couldn't figure out like how can someone be good at a sport that requires like basic footwork that he doesn't have yeah, it's interesting. Um, and then we, uh, <laughs> There's a lot of questions about that yeah. in, this, in this iteration of this story. Yeah. So one of our girl characters from the first uh, movie is replaced by uh, by a boy from San Francisco who will be our token <laughs> Asian character. I, and I would also say token figure skater. Because he's the mm. figure skater, yeah. He replaced such a the figure weird, skater. Yeah. It's such a weird shtick. Where it's like, oh, check out what this kid can do. He can figure skate. And then, because he figure skated, he's distracting everyone. It's the exact same shtick the girl had before. And they introduced it. It was one of the first things I saw where I was like, what? They introduced it like this brand new idea. And I was Mm. like, that was literally a big point in the last one. Yeah. (laughs) It's making it more diverse by replacing her with this Asian boy. Right. I did like him, though. I liked that kid. Kenny Wu. Yeah, Yeah. Kenny Wu. And he he was... Fine, he was cool. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't mind them adding him to the yeah. the thing. Uh, but so we also added a, a new girl character, and she, when introduced to us, the audience, is heralded as this fantastic goalie. Like she's been decorated in like pee wee leagues for her goalie skills. And if y'all remember, Goldberg's <laughs> not necessarily. If you watch D one, not necessarily considered the best goalie. Uh, I don't know if it's unkind to say that Goldberg sucks as a goalie. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely... It's This whole assembly of this team is just... It's so odd. It's like, okay, the Ducks aren't that good off top. But now the majority of... The, like 80% of the team is now the representation of Team USA. <laughs> There's hundreds of kids... Thousands of Thousands kids, kids yeah. were way better than the core Ducks team. And then to Nepotism, have guys. the new Nepotism. kids come in who are like, okay, these kids are for sure five of the top best players in the country. Except for the kid country, that can't Except stop. for the kid that can't skate. <laughs> yeah. And Kenny Wu is just, I don't know why he's, I don't know. He's just a really good figure skater. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, to have... It's just it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, and Goldberg's a starter, right? Still, he's the yeah. starter for every single game, and he's he continues to be in the game even in the final game when they are when the Ducks are down four to zero. So he's let four goals go in, Yo. and Coach Bombay continues to leave him in when he has an All Star goalie. Because she's a girl. They so, lost 12-1, and he was in the whole game. Yeah, well, no, and I... Right? They tried to explain that away by... It was the one time he's like, all right, I got to pull Goldberg. I'll send this girl in. And she starts to skate out, and then two oh, dudes come like they're going right. to beat her up. That's so right. she punches she them, out. and she gets thrown out of the game. What a cop-out. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. I, salt <laughs> and a wound in this regard is there isn't actually a scene where she goes into... Uh, Bombay's office. He has yes. an office. It's the only time you actually see this quote-unquote office that somehow he's in. And she says, I want to start. And he's like, we already have a goalie. And she's like, I didn't leave my team and leave my town to come out here and not show what I can do. 
And he's like, you'll get your chance. When am I going to get my chance? You will show the world. I promise. And then when we finally get, she finally gets her chance, the literal to last two seconds of the game, just for like a shoot off. Like, yeah, it's not even the, it's in not overtime. Even the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She actually gets her chance. And I got, can't lie. It is, it, it is set up specifically to rub salt in the wound of the Iceland team that not only they lost, they lost to a girl. Yeah. yeah. I never, and th- guys, yeah. my world is rocked. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it got under my skin. Now, maybe, maybe because I was a goalie, Uh-oh. not, not mm. in, in roller hockey and soccer, oh. I was a goalie. And it was the only thing I've ever been good at in sports. Wow. Literally the only thing. So That's I was rooting awesome. for her from the beginning. I was mm-hmm. like, sweet. They got this like really baller girl goalie in there. And then they leave the like mediocre dude in the entire time. The entire, all of the Goodwill all games. The, the whole, the entire movie. She literally only plays for one shot. And so the thing is, like, not only does it make me feel bummed for her character, I also feel bummed for the actress. Yeah, <laughs> like, they, yeah. they bring her in just to be like, oh, well, but the guy from the first movie is going to play the entire and She's game. so good, too. Yeah. Goldberg is comic relief, sure, but she was, like, the little lines they gave her, yeah. even that office scene, specifically that yeah. office scene is like, for a 12-year-old or whatever, just, like, on some very subtle subtle yeah. stuff. Wow. She was yeah. committed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of the issue I had. Like, and I had this issue with D1 as well, but um, it was worse than this one, which is they have, they have the girls on the team because they wanted this, like, well-rounded visual of, like, this is a team for all the kids. But they never flesh out any of the female characters. And in this movie, they made it even worse by the only time that they actually put them out there into the game, the movie specifically used them to target their gender. And so in the other girl's case, she gets blocked against a wall and this other kid who for some reason is like a cow poke, he has a lasso, there's yeah, a whole lasso our, scene. He's one of our five yeah. new mm-hmm. players who his his shtick is that he's a cowboy from Texas. And he comes out with a lasso. <laughs> in the middle of a game. In the middle of a game. <laughs> And lassos the guy that's pinning her against the wall and, like, pulls him off. And he's just like, down in Texas, we don't treat ladies like that. Uh In the middle of the game. Now, the one thing I will say that almost redeemed it, but not enough, Mm -hmm. was her line when she came back was like, I'm not a lady, I'm a duck. And I liked that. But the scene never should have happened. Right. Yeah. It was just really frustrating to see that they put these girls in to this, like, you know, this this team, and they never utilized them as characters at all unless they were specifically trying to make points about girls. Mm-hmm. And, like, points about girls from male eyes. So I was a little frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of uh, points about girls from male Ooh, eyes. That's not the worst scene about that. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so the entire movie takes place, for the most part, in Los Angeles. That's where the Goodwill Games are going on. And at one point in the sort of like, hey, the kids are in L.A., uh, oh Goldberg and three of the other They go to boys, Rodeo Drive. They go to Rodeo Drive. <laughs> they go to ro- Rodeo Drive, and the... The movie sort of makes fun of the fact that a lot of the businesses in Beverly Hills you have to be buzzed in. 
I guess, so that you don't Yeah, they're like the by appointment only. By appointment only. They're fancy people stores, mm-hmm. which is like a little side note. Why would you decide of all the neighborhoods to send these boys? Why would you decide to send them to Rodeo Drive? Why don't you send them to Santa Monica or like the Venice Boardwalk like, why or would something they like go? that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like imagine for a second that you are a 15, 16 year old boy from, you know, bumfuck Minnesota mm-hmm. and you are in Los Angeles. Do you like you? You go to Disneyland. You go to, or you go to Hollywood. Like if they yeah. were in front of oh, the yeah, drama, yeah, Chinese, yeah, yeah, the yeah. beach. There's no or they go to Venice Minnesota, Beach. Yeah. They go to the. Santa they literally Monica go to the Pier. weirdest place four or fifteen year old boys would go. Yeah, why would they ever go to a place that's just the high fashion district of Beverly Hills? But they <laughs> but do. They do. They do. <laughs> and uh, after clowning on some of these uh, buzzer, Goldberg says after they're saying turned away Goldberg says oh my uncle Aaron will be so disappointed Aaron spelling and I'm like who <laughs> immediately. would guess that this kid's uncle's Aaron is Aaron spelling like why would you make that leap in logic but it worked what if he's Aaron Sorkin? Like, that that guy was writing well, at the time. Well, I mean, from the time, like, Aaron Spelling was, like, the, like, TV producer of, the, of like, the early 90s. Sure. Maybe but... that's a Beverly Hills joke, too. Wait, Maybe. no. Because he, oh, he wait. wrote Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did? Yeah. A- oh, Aaron did Spelling, he write he the pro- it? Or was he, he the producer? Isn't his daughter in it? Yeah. Tori Spelling. Spelling that's what I was getting Okay, at. so, that's yeah, cool. that's the joke. The joke is Beverly Hills 90210. The, the I feel that really Beverly embarrassed Hills, that we a, had to work that out. No, it's a bad joke. But it's still a stupid <laughs> joke. It's still a stupid joke. Why would everyone in Beverly Hills assume if you say your Uncle Aaron that you're mean Aaron Spell? It's a Beverly Hills 90210 joke. Because yeah. that was still on the TV when this was happening. But we can still do without that whole scene. Right. So oh, they yeah, because no, it gets only scene. infinitely worse. Yeah. He goes inside and he implies that he's trying to get a gift for his mom. And then out of nowhere, three models come out modeling clothes, and we watch these teenage boys just ogle. Three minutes of the male gaze. It, yeah, mm-hmm. there's lots of uppy down camera work from like ankles to clavicles What's happening. What's the song? What's the name of the band? Who's uh the Love Shack people? Oh, the B fifty two. B fifty twos is playing in the background, so oh, you know yeah, it's yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, so he makes the he makes the women do like three rounds of clothing, and then in the final one, one girl comes out in this like nighty outfit, and it's pretty sexy. Like it's pretty overtly sexy, which was not what the other clothes were. So it like I felt in that moment it got stepped up a notch, and all the boys were like practically licking their lips, and then he was like, you know what, my mom really wants is a bikini. Mm-hmm. And they get kicked out. And Laura goes, oh, thank God. I, I, really, I really, at that point, was like, I was 50-50 on whether or not the girls came back in bikinis when he said that. I was like, there's a chance. There's yeah. a chance. No, that scene was uh, problematic. Yeah. <laughs> I, make, I want to make, um, <laughs> I want to make a, uh, a thing where I'm like problematic and then like make a, a sound you know, effect. effect. Cause like, I feel like I say show. that on this show That'd so awesome. often where it's like, and this is problematic. Or maybe we need to have Laura's most problematic moment of the movie. Ooh. Which I think this is Laura. I think this would qualify as Laura's Dude, most problematic moment. it is a tie between. I actually, now you still need a button. I disagree with you. I oh. think that the most problematic thing is the fact that they never let the girl play. I agree. Because that, so here's the thing about that. The overt sexuality of the adult women is annoying and I it shouldn't be there. But 
the underlying tone of the sexism against the girl can slip into the psyche without you knowing it's there. Mm. And that that's why it's really, really problematic. It's when you when you splash it really loud, you can point at it and say, that's crazy. But if you're a 12 year old girl who sees that, you might not even notice you saw it. You might internalize it without knowledge. And that's the thing about this movie that in some ways is so great because they um, especially like regarding regarding race, they do a really good job in, I, I think, of not doing that. But well, putting but a with lot of gender, representation in. Yeah, yeah, with putting representation in and not not necessarily there is some tokenization, but not necessarily just just tokenizing all of the minorities in the movie. But they tokenize the girl real hard. That's interesting. It's yeah, like they it's all right, they got this side right. Yeah. It's like, ah, that's so yeah, interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because each of our so they as opposed to the first movie, they add Benny the Jet Rodriguez and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're like we're going to name him from a character from another movie. Right. He was in. So you know, and so he's representing like Latinos in this movie, and then we have uh, uh, Wu who's representing Asians in the movie, and they both get their like moment where they, they get, get to moment. do something, um, and the girl gets her moment, but again, it's literally the very last possible shot of the game to where. As Paul points out, if the team hadn't tied, she would have never gotten a play. If the the Ducks lost that game in regulation, Julie the Cat wouldn't have played. If the Ducks would have won um, the first couple of goals in overtime in the shootout and Iceland didn't score to, like, keep the shootout going, she wouldn't have played. It's right. it, it's it's right. like there's not a scenario to where she was like, guaranteed. Well, yeah, play. like yeah, like Bombay yeah. promised her. Right. That's she, true. Yeah. He looked her in the eye. He, and he promised five her. like they five made days an before. Entire scene to this. Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's weird. It's weird. It's so strange and it's, it's saddening in me. <laughs> yeah. I'm about yeah. to cry. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's just really weird that like. She she was right to complain because yeah. there, there was like games where, uh, well, that final game, Goldberg let in four unanswered goals in the first period and she still didn't get put in. Like I wanted to see the scene where she in rage throws her sticks yeah. and pads down after that fourth goal comes in and Coach Bombay still doesn't put her in. I want to see her throw her pads down and tell him go fuck yourself, and right. then just walks out. I it, feel like we're now like color commentarying a game that we watched. And we're like, <laughs> the coach made a terrible mistake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was Coach Bombay thinking? Not putting her in. They're down twelve one. Yeah. But, but even when he did put her in, what was this? Was this? Was it twelve one already when she like came in and had to? It come was like out? six or seven. Yeah, they were down. Yeah, that's still they too. They were down like six or seven and nothing when he tried putting her in before she got unceremoniously tossed out. Of the well, game. that's because she got sexually harassed by the two men oh, yeah, and she, she stood sure up for did. herself and yeah. then she got kicked out of got the game. Out. Yo, okay. Mm-hmm. Mind you, this game is crazy already because the ref. <laughs> For some reason, is on Team Iceland's side. Oh yeah, no, that's hardcore. That game, hardcore. That game was insane. But yeah. it's like people are getting kicked out of the game. Well, the Ducks she, are getting yeah. kicked out of the game, but Iceland is just getting to the penalty box, and she defends herself on some sexual harassment shit and gets kicked out of the game. But what I do kind of dig is she's like, 
like it worth it. Yeah, like, she was very not calm gonna about put it. up with your oh, shit. I mean, yeah. that was her like that was her one uh, character choice that the the actress made that I thought was cool and consistent. Is the entire time nothing phases her. Yes. Nothing phases her because when, when early right before she gets kicked out, our new big bruiser type <laughs> who coached Pompey goes that guy's a teenager, and we all looked at her like. Pretty sure that actor's not a teenager. <laughs> yeah. Good good guess. So he gets thrown out for like literally Oh, he gets thrown out for skating into somebody, like in the course of regulation. We're he about to watch significant out. more violence happen. Yeah, he gets thrown out for a very vanilla offense. Yeah, so he gets yeah, thrown based out. on the offenses that occurred in this movie. And he goes back to the the locker room where he like roids out and mm-hmm. starts destroying everything. She gets thrown out, you know, it's like you know nothing it's like no dirt on her shoulders and she walks back and he's still like raging tossing shit around and she just walks back and he's like look i'm so mad and she's just like yeah i know how you feel i know yeah. how you feel so great yeah put how, her in the game how right you feel now. how you feel right now is how i feel all the time <laughs> that was my one shot wow. to play in this game wow <laughs> like She's breaking like, it down. Yeah, yeah. Like she's like, "What do you got to be so angry about? You are going to start every single game." <laughs> this was my first and possibly only time to show my dad that I'm still good at this game. That he tried to stop me from playing because it's not for girls. Like, and I'll... now I'm stuck back here with you. I'm like oh, a little worried now because I want, I really want to say she gets her her just due in the third movie. I think we're here. Have to gonna come back and we're gonna find out. Hey. Looking forward to it. One important thing is, so Kenan Thompson's in this yes. movie. Yeah, oh, yes. that's where that I wanted is, to go now. Oh, good, good. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so uh, you know, American television treasure, Kenan Thompson. Amazing. Before he all really that. He really is, like, yeah. an he American really is, television, though. specifically television. He's like, yeah. he's, he's, yeah, on some sketch TV shit, he's like a black Shirley Temple. <laughs> Because he started off on uh, on Junior SNL, all mm-hmm. that on yep. Nickelodeon, but actually, I guess before he started out on that, he was in this movie with a pretty significant part. Uh, he yes, he's yes. like a very main character. Uh, he's sort of like Team USA's number one fan slash number one heckler. Them, yeah, yeah, heckler. And during the. Uh, and he is not have... he is not impressed with their skill. Right. He, he's, yeah. he's the only person showing up and being like, you kids do not deserve to represent America because you're not playing well. Even when they win. Yeah. yeah. And so after they are... He so... makes them better, guys. Right. <laughs> so so it's a round-robin tournament where it's single elimination. So Double elimination, isn't it? Or double elimination, sorry. Yeah. Yes, it's double elimination, and uh, Team Iceland crushes Team USA. And Keenan Thompson's like, this is some bullshit. Like, you guys are embarrassing me. Are you ever going to come down? You're embarrassing me as an American. <laughs> as an American, I'm embarrassed it's by a you. a black American. You guys are making hockey disgraceful right, right. now. Right. And so he... He tells them to come down to his neighborhood, and he's going to show them how to how to really play some street puck. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> amazing. And so, so Paul, tell us about because as soon as it happens, Paul, what you were saying? One that what? So the scene. Let's set the scene. They're playing uh, street hockey in this school, which looks like it, it was Crenshaw High School. Um, but they're playing street hockey at this school on, like, the basketball court, and it's, like, all these inner-city youths. (laughs) (laughs) Inner-city youths. These black kids, these Latino kids, and it's great. I've never seen that not one time. (laughs) It was like they put Venice, like, 
hockey in Venice Beach, street hockey in Venice Beach is a real thing, but it's like they took that and put that in the inner city, yeah. which was cool, but it didn't. You were it, I was looking it. for it the whole time. Right, right. Never... So as a, as a small child, you were like, I want to find this. Yeah, where are where are all these people? I'm the only. I can't be the only one. So you're like, run, I'm I'm like, seeing you in in like rollerblades and a stick, mm-hmm. like running around, like skating around yeah. the neighborhood, skating just being around. like, where my where my people? Mm, they're not Nowhere. there. It's just, it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was kind of funny. So they're like the really like setting the scene is. Uh, it becomes very obvious in this scene how white Team America is. And they yeah. want to try and like emphasize that like, te- like oh, Team America has gone to like you know L.A.'s South Central because as soon as the, like they they walk up to the uh, to the high school and there's a, a chopper choppering like overhead. five seconds into this scene like and right when they cut to this scene. instantly there's the the sirens mm-hmm. dogs barking and I one thing I also noticed the uh, the cinematography the style of shooting it changed suddenly Hmm. uh suddenly in that scene when there's a little bit of trash talking going on between the south central team and team usa everything is shot from a low angle up at the kids and it's very much like spike lee's do the right thing (laughs) there's lots of elevating the person talking so it's like keenan thompson shot from below up at him he's like Yo, we're gonna show you how to really play hockey. You know, like and then they do. it's a lot of. I noticed that suddenly wow. there's lots of low angle shots up at the kids, and I'm like, "Whoa, is this? Are they trying to be like wow, the this, do the right thing moment?" This movie is blowing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But like, I dug that. I dug that scene because like, favorite scene. I feel like they were that that team of inner city youths were better coaches. <laughs> than Yo. Bombay has ever been. It's like and I don't know why they even did that. Like that's the most altruistic giving thing you possibly could do. It's like, hey team that's not as good as us but is representing our entire country, come here and we're actually gonna teach you how to play this game. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. It's it's yeah. it's very weird. I think you pointed out why that uh, when I was like, wow, this, like, when he's like, go get him, USA, like, I always get, like, sad during that. Yeah. I think you pointed out why it's sad. Like, it's super sad. It, originally, I was just like, oh, he's 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 not going to play. He just They're going to go play, and that's cool. And he's just, like, proud of them. But that's n- kind of not what it is. It's like, you could look at it as, like, man, you guys are privileged. You're about to go do something that we're probably better than you at but you get to go do it so yeah. go go do it and then they wow. leave them it was like the way it was shot was the 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 team gets back on the bus and then all of uh you know all of what i'm gonna call their real coaches mm-hmm. are like <laughs> waving goodbye behind, a behind like a 12 mm. foot tall chain link fence and there was some i don't know if that they just didn't think about what that looked like but it looked I don't know. It looked really... I was really sad about it. Yeah. (laughs) Because those kids, they worked together as a team really well. They were all really talented. They were all really, like, you know... Nice. Nice. So nice. They were so nice. (laughs) And they were, like... They they were they were like tough but 
but in like the good, the best way. Yeah. And they deserved, they deserved everything those kids got. Yeah. Those little Minnesota kids. Everything. That's odd. That's so nice. And it made yeah. me sad. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, the particular scene Paul's talking about is at the end, uh, when they, when they've left, Keenan's brother, who we've been in, mm-hmm. he's like, uh, he just sort of says, sort of like morosely under his breath, he's like, you know, go get him USA. Or yeah. go go yeah, all the like way USA, Some, yeah. something like yeah. that, and, and in his, the wind. And you see his like his brows drop, like, uh, <laughs> and it really is a, it is like a, like like very rough scene because, you know, it's not hidden in the scene that these are supposed to be like the rough street kids that we turn out to be have being misjudged them because they're all nice and they're all like really giving with their time and that sort of thing, but it's yeah that. The roughness of the, all right, we're going to go back because we're not as good as you and represent Team USA, but thanks for the game, you know. Guys, this is so crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, wow, this is really fucking I want to write a different version of this movie where, like... (laughs) <laughs> the um the people that choose the teams roll up on that game and then they just take the other team and they're like you're a team USA now and we finish the movie with those kids just murder facing all the other teams is now yeah. Charlie Conway yeah, yeah exactly yeah. I love I love wow. this movie I wow. love wow I hey that, yeah. wow <laughs> so uh and so. Keenan Thompson, through movie magic, ends up being put on the team when Charlie mm-hmm. decides, I'd rather be a coach, which is actually <laughs> foreshadowed earlier yeah. in the movie. There's a movie, there's a scene in the movie, a, a subplot of this, this is so weird. a subplot <laughs> of this is that they are being bankrolled by some ridiculous capitalist who mm. wants to sell a bunch of hockey merchandise by making Coach Bombay a star. Now... It's important to remember that Coach Bombay uh, was a lawyer a year prior. Yeah. Who, because of a DUI, was forced to coach <laughs> a, a shitty team, intramural team, who, through the skin of their teeth and technicalities and outright cheating and poaching of players, mm-hmm. managed to... Um, Win the regionals. That's all they've done. That's all they've done. The biggest accomplishment. Right. Then Coach Bombay goes to minor leagues, immediately gets injured. His minor league career is over after a game or two. So now (laughs) he's been approached by essentially like Nike, the guy who's supposed to be like for some sort of like sports equipment brand. And And he's like, I'm going to give you all the money and I'm going to turn you into the next Mike Ditka. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's like, was Bear Bryant a nobody? Was Mike Ditka a nobody? I see so, Coach Bombay as the next Mike Ditka. And all three of us like look at each other like, what the fuck has this guy done? This is a children's team. I, like, wasn't Ditka like a star football player now, who then went on to be a very winning coach? I actually <laughs> want to point out that the the adver- the man who is making uh, him advertise is the person who actually put him in the job and got all of the other kids. So, like, Hendrix, the, the sports brand, are they just in charge of the... Um, the team? Like the Junior Olympics? Yeah. It could be. They could have sponsored the whole show. Oh. Yeah, and is that how all the nepotism happens and all the crappy kids get on the team? Yeah, it's so it's weird because they he comes to him and he's like, I see Coach Bombay is the next big thing, and you're Mighty Ducks, who are, by all intents and purposes, a pretty shitty team, but I want them to represent all of the United States and not that team that's crushing in Minnesota. That but only about to three quarters on. of the team. 
Right, right, yeah. yeah. And don't worry, I brought you these five-star players. Two of them to make sure we get more minorities on the team. One of them is a girl that you don't have to let play. And, uh... <laughs> this is so accurate. I think one of them's a Texan, and uh, he's going to use his rope a lot, completely illegally, during, during play. But hey, you know, any press is good press. That's man. That's yeah. Yo, yeah. just off of like Bombay winning that like one little championship, they're just like, oh, this is a big story. Let's make this dude the face. That's that's so. Crazy. I did love the very beginning when we see him playing in the minor leagues, and they're just like, one year ago he was a lawyer, and then he took the struggling Mighty Ducks children's team all the way to regionals. And now he's here in the minors. But you know what? I think he's got a really strong chance at the NFL. He could he could go. He could make it. He could make it all the way. And smack then, to the and kneecap. And then he gets uh, smacked to the kneecap. He has to go back home in shame. He uh, shows up in the middle of the night on a bus in the rain. rain. <laughs> like, where's his car? Why? I'm pretty sure he left on a bus, but... Okay, so maybe like continuity. I guess. But I guess timing sucks. Just it's nighttime and it's raining. It's yeah. Like, uh, just yeah. the mood. Also notable, when he got on that bus at the end of Mighty Ducks 1, he had a love interest in Charlie's mom, who Charlie shows up, mom is nowhere to be seen. Where's the bomb? Maybe she died. <gasps> no. Jesus, Laura. <laughs> no, she didn't. That would have been cool. <laughs> not, not cool, but it would have answered some questions. But now she's she comes back in three. Oh, oh man. Okay, good. Good. Okay. I've got so, something to look forward to. This is good. So we'll definitely have to get around to that when we get to D three. So now, Paul, like looking back on it, what what are some things that you know, we, it seems like we remembered certain things differently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but you were saying that this was your favorite Mighty Ducks movie. Uh so are the 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 parts that really stood out that made them your favorites, are they still there? Yes. And those parts are every Keenan part. Every time Keenan Thompson is on screen is probably my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. And that is like so important to the story of Paul. Like that Mighty Ducks, yes, yeah, so if we're like really diving in Keenan Thompson in Mighty Ducks, super important. Yeah. So did you it was was this the first time that you were exposed to Keenan Thompson? Like yes. Okay, and did you like follow him? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty noteworthy. I think that uh, here we have Keenan Thompson playing a hockey player who then goes on to be a a, a well regarded sketch comedian, and here we have Paul Dupree, hockey fan and well regarded sketch comedian, hockey player and well regarded yeah. oh, yeah. sketch comedian. Yeah. yeah. This is wow. So yeah. you're, I feel like your love of Keenan Thompson goes you know, pretty deep. Yeah, Keenan, let's let's go have dinner, bro. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk it out. We got I, I love it. Like on. I love that I realized in this moment that if I asked you like who's one person living that you'd want to have dinner with, your answer would probably be Keenan Thompson. It'd probably be Keenan Thompson. I feel like it'd be fun. Just yeah. I didn't, I didn't even know he was the answer to that question until just now. <laughs> That's how I was asked it. <laughs> now you know. Yeah. Now yeah. you know. Yeah, Keenan Thompson, he, he really is kind of like this one of the star little kids or you know the star kid actors in this because he probably has as many if not more lines and screen time than the average Mighty Duck player. And the thing that's really different about his character <clears throat> is he's not a part of the team originally and so he is this rare kid in the film who is interacting against the team 
And, like, mm. he's a strong enough character that, you know, he actually can have, like, a whole conversation with the whole team, and it's balanced. Mm-hmm. And so I, I loved his character in this. It was, you know, a little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A little bit of a surprise that, mm-hmm. you know, the the reality bended enough that he suddenly was on the team. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. like, I'm into it. I wanted him on that team. Yeah. Yeah, highlight anything, anytime Keenan's on screen. Um, if we're talking about just all the crazy rules that were broken, <laughs> if I'm going to let anyone, any of them pass, it's the fact that Keenan could just join this. this totally. This uh, American hockey team, right? With his knuckle puck, which yeah. is what the world famous knuckle puck, which I think you said is not possible. possible? It, it's definitely possible. Mm. It's just one you're ne- you're not gonna have that much time to set that shot up. <laughs> Two, it's I, I don't think it's accurate. I feel like it's not an accurate shot. Like, right, right. The puck flies best when it's flat. So now that it's flipping, it's gonna do exactly what it was doing in the movie. But it's not gonna. It's gonna just dodge around all yeah. the enemy players and right, get right, right into the goal. Yeah. And so, didn't the, didn't didn't Keenan say that in in the um in the street game? Mm-hmm. He was oh, like, yeah, it's, it's really a, cool, but it's not very accurate. Yeah. But when I can get it, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wow. All yeah. right. See, he's amazing. He knows. He knows. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> The downside of this is Julie the Cat Gaffney for not being able. What the hell, Bombay? Yeah, we don't even, you know, and the thing is, okay, so this is the Goodwill game. So there's several little throwaway games to show that the Mighty Ducks are still good, (coughs) where they're beating Germany and Trinidad and Tobago. And these would have all been fine times to show Julie and Goldberg, you know, trading out. Or Yeah. yeah, the other girl, she shows up just long enough to score one point. In the she game, does score a point, and that's but that's it. And she also shows up long enough to score one point, and also be mobbed by two dudes and rescued by uh, our cowboy. Which mm-hmm. she does stand up for herself and say, "Stop calling me a lady," which right. I was into. Mm-hmm. Um, they had to give her something. <laughs> yeah, I did like I did like the fact that she rolled up afterwards. She's like, "Thanks, but yeah. I didn't actually need yeah, you to do that." Yeah, you didn't have that. to save me. That's tight. yeah. I mean, I would have preferred it if that scene wasn't there at all and they just treated her like a player. But you know what? The fact that she rolled in and was like, didn't need that. It's all right. So, Paul, I'm kind of interested. What What is your favorite professional team? Did you become a fan of the Anaheim Ducks a, as a result of this movie? Absolutely. Still to this day, um, I am still a huge Anaheim Ducks fan. Now, it is close to here. Are you a fan of going? To said games? I am a fan of going to said games. I have not been in a while. I'm definitely due. I want to... I'm going to try to go to a game before the end of this season. Or like a playoff game or something, ideally. Nice. So what's the season? What What's the... What's... Yeah. The months? Yeah, the what's the months? Ooh, like it's it runs pretty much this parallel to basketball, which oh, okay. is like October to... Like, playoffs probably in, like, the finals are in, like, June or something. I feel so like we should June. go to a Ducks game we should go before Ducks we game. do three. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah. If, if we have any listeners with any connection to the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim <laughs> yeah. who can put us in touch with we would happily uh, put up, like, all sorts of ads and stuff for the yeah. Mighty Ducks if you could I still love it. Two, <laughs> two podcast hosts and one of their favorite guests some tickets, we would gladly take them. You can email us at do I still love it at gmail.com or get us all over the internet at do I still love it. Mm-hmm. 
oh, this yeah. worked out. This yeah. is great. I think I think only good is going to come from that. It's true. It's true. Well, uh, Paul, I think we'll definitely have to have you back to watch D3 and conclude the mighty trilogy. We wow. have not gone through the final question. Oh, yes. Paul Dupree, do you still love it? Yes, <laughs> but not as much as I thought I did before, but oh. still a lot. Is it still, do you still prefer it to D1? Absolutely. Oh, okay. On Keenan's back. Oh, um, I, it's true. Keenan is the far, far and away the strongest part of D2 and a great addition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad mm-hmm. to know he's going to be back in D3. Yeah, and he's, he's fun in D3. Nice. Laura Weiss, do you still love it? I liked the first one better. Oh. <gasps> I did. I can see why. I think I'm going to have to join Laura. I I liked the first one better and like I know that I I know that I like got on the representation of the girls a lot, but that was also a problem with the first one. I personally just thought that the plot of the first one was a lot stronger. Mm. This one felt like a bunch of like cut takes and it mm-hmm. felt like it felt like four like eight episodes of a of a tv series maybe it's because i'm living in 2017 and i think everything should be a tv series now (laughs) but um it felt it felt very sporadic and um i feel like the original story was more engaging for me yeah i i think i see completely. and i'm pissed about the girl shit yeah (laughs) i i see completely eye to eye with laura on this one i i did like this movie and i completely agree that like keenan thompson's great and he's the and i'm really excited that he's back but yeah, the plot of this movie moves at a breakneck pace, mm-hmm. and the editing is not kind. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of times in this movie where a joke happens and then they immediately cut away from it before you let the joke land. Like I remember, there's the early montage when all the ducks are being gathered up and they're rollerblading around. Goldberg accidentally skates off the sidewalk and he slides and lands in the middle of a picnic and he's just like oh i'm sorry and then it immediately cuts like in the middle of him saying i'm sorry back to them and that's just kind of an indicator of how kind of rushed the editing sort of feels a lot of times so that they can just get through the preamble and get to the goodwill games and i think they go they managed to explain the bullshit reason that coach bombay has been given this opportunity I think from the start of the movie to we're already at the Goodwill Games happens in the first 12 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the movie is at the Goodwill Games, which, fine, I understand we want to see a lot more hockey. We want time for the the various kids to get on their personal arcs. But it did feel, like, really rushed, and it, it hurt the ability for me to, like, understand what the... Like, what's the place that we're supposed to be following these kids from? You I know? mean, like, this one felt more like it was specifically written for kids, whereas the mm. other one was mm. a little bit more general audience. Ooh, yeah. Mm. I see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I see that. Yeah, this... Because th- the kids... Because I know when I was a kid, this never bothered me, obviously. I was just like, ooh, cool stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, now that I'm a old cranky old lady i'm just like i want my plot <laughs> yeah wow i only love this movie for keenan and the representation well you're totally you're apparently not alone this was the this is the highest rated film a uh, highest reviewed film according to rotten tomatoes but even then the critic critical score on rotten tomatoes for d2 is only 21 percent but d1 was 15 percent really from d1 the critics was 15%? from the critics yeah now, from the fans, D1 
had a 65%, so it's considered fresh among fans and rotten among <laughs> critics. And I believe D2 has the similar distinction where it was like 21% rotten from critics, but in the 60% for audiences. So maybe that's kind of part of it, is this is a, while not a technically good movie, mm-hmm. uh, like as far as like technical aspects oh, yeah. that uh, that uh, reviewers look for, that it's definitely a movie that connects with audiences. Although I... I Maybe I have to go back and listen to our episode about Mighty Ducks One to see whether or not I had technical issues. Maybe with that you one. should go listen, listener, that yes, I'm talking listener. to you. Mm. If you haven't already listened to our first Mighty Ducks episode, the great Paul Dupree joins us on that as well. Uh, Paul, do you have any projects coming up that people can watch you perform or be funny in? Yes, um, I have a short film coming out called Foxes. Um, Directed by Tristan Hill. I have a short film coming out called Pop Up, which I wrote. Sweet. Um, starring myself and directed by Kyle Drew. Um, what else is going on? Where, where will the what, what are the platforms that they're going to be coming out on? On the Ooh. internet? or Yes, on the internet. That is for sure the most I could tell you because that, <laughs> that's all I know. It'll oh. for sure be on the internet. Great. Uh, well, definitely let us know uh, when they come out, and we'll yeah. link it out, blast it out to all of you, the fans, so you can check out Paul Dupree's projects. Any other projects you want to play? Um, I'm going to write a Kobe Bryant play. I just decided that like two weeks ago, and it's it's already cooking-ish. So that's nice. going to be a thing. Nice. Um, yeah. Follow me on Instagram, <laughs> at Paul Dupree. That's that's it. Great. And we will tag him in the inevitable uh, movie poster Instagram post that will be coming out with this. Definitely check out at Do I Still Love It on Instagram for movie posters. I make a custom one for every movie that we review. They are getting better and better. Because I'm slowly getting slightly better at manipulating images in preview. Nice. I I, I am. Photoshop skills. You're getting getting so, so much better at it, but I kind of miss the original ones that are just like. Very slapdash. I loved them. Mm, <laughs> they, they literally looked like you cut a face out and decoupaged it over the poster. Wow. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, also, please uh, get at us at Do I Still Love It all over the social media. Please go to iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher and give us a rating and a review and share the podcast with uh, friends, friends and family. Uh, and um, yeah, I think that about does her uh, for Do I Still Love It. I'm Marshall James. And I'm Laura Weiss. Saying. Ducks. Oh, shit. Oh, I love it. Let's regroup. Let's regroup. And quack, 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 quack.